Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army podcast. That too. I'm Dan Yost. With me to break down a 1-1 uh, boring than somewhat exciting tilt to ho- open the home schedule for the Hounds against the Miami. Uh, got a couple of cool kids. First off, Ariana. Uh, have, have you dried out from Friday uh, yet? Uh, yeah, I've warmed up. That was that was my biggest problem. I uh, I got real cold towards the end there. Um, it probably didn't help how long we were genuinely outside, but uh, yeah, it took me it took me a hot minute to really get back to actual, you know, warm feeling. So yeah, yeah, I was I was no jacket from noon till whatever that was nine something ten o'clock at night, and. At that point, it just hit me, and I went from "I'm fine here talking some some more" to "I'm leaving now." It yeah. all it just yeah. yeah I had enough, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. It wasn't so much the booze; it, at that point, it was just kind of cold, and the legs were achy. So yeah, but I paced myself well. I I mean, I, I had the nice steady buzz, but I never felt bad, and I felt fine the next day. So that was uh, that was a bit of win for me on the the. Uh, hum up near drinking schedule. Yeah, as much as as long as it was, I definitely think it was easier to spread out drinks than shorter. So it was definitely in a nice spread of of drinks over the the distant the time. So yeah, great work on the the pudding shots. The that um, that strawberry chocolate thing was that was a delish. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah, it, it was very popular. I have an entire bottle of it, so it will make an appearance uh, more times this season, um, and and hopefully I can find it again because that was, I'm pretty sure that was our most my most most popular one this this time round. I so. was pushing it all and everyone I could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone who was not there to taste one of these, Seth. Seth, what the fuck, man? So, last week was a bad week for me because I had to go out to Harrisburg for work in the middle of the week, which is just demoralizing. Uh, I got stuck in traffic because there was an accident on the turnpike back home Wednesday, so that was awful. And then I had a shit ton of homework I had to get done for finals for my school, and... um, the moral of the story is my Microsoft Word crashed on me and I lost like two and a half hours of work heading into the Hounds game. So by the time kickoff came, I was pretty pissed off. So that was, uh, I was all over the place emotionally Friday night. So I was not feeling the good vibes as the match kicked off. Um, so word to the wise, enable autosave on all your Word documents and make sure that that shit's constantly saving it so you don't wind up like me. That's, uh, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, I was, it, was, it was awful. Uh, I was fully intending on being there, and then I realized how much shit I had to get done, and I was like, all right, this one's going to be a – let's sit this one out. But So all your thoughts you about this do? game are going to be colored – by your your like seething rage during the game. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, but but you know what? I have to say, from 
being at home, you guys were loud as hell. It was awesome. And the the like main grandstand area, like anytime there was anything, any build up corners, whatever, you could you could like feel the stands shaking on the audio. So it was pretty awesome. Yeah, for um, for not being and, the, the the you know the the most populated or crowded home opener, the, everyone in there was. I mean, they were invested in the game, so it was nice. And you can still definitely tell that it's a Quantum Spirits corner kick. Every single corner kick. Okay, so we couldn't really yeah. again with most thing, most things you can't hear the speakers in our section. Was could you hear the yeah. the read? Oh yeah, loud and clear. Okay, so I did. I, um, and they're really they're really into like the intro music for substitutes. Oh, that's so such a, that was, yeah. uh, he started pulling that stuff last year. Yeah. Yeah. So like you get the uh, like on the first one they did like the uh, what's the 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 Ed, was it Ed, Edwin Diaz the Met the Mets closer they that trumpet song they did that one and I can't remember there was something else that was it was pretty cool I mean it seemed like it was pretty cool. All right. Good. I'd stay away from I'd stay away from the Edwin Diaz though. That's. That seems like that does not have positive vibes around it since he's torn his ACL and is out for the year. That's a shame. There'll be no no trumpeting at uh, at City Field. Yeah, damn shame. Uh, my notes tell me here that you you got vacation coming up. What? Uh, where are you going? So we are doing something for the first time this weekend. That we've ne- we've never done, and we've talked about, and we're we're taking the family to uh, Washington D.C. to see the cherry blossoms. So Ooh, we're gonna that's we're so gonna go check it. That's so mature. I know. Yeah, we're you know we're gonna do like National Zoo, uh, aerospace and aviation museum, couple other museums. Uh, see some family that live in the D.C. metro area for dinner, and just uh, kind of rented an airbnb and just going to kind of chill out for five days so nice really so, looking forward to it because i'm a, i can officially say at 34 years old i'm on spring break so i'm gonna have a pretty run with lame it. spring break but yeah i'm gonna run with it oh you go see it. is there a united game or a washington spirit game you go go check out i didn't even get into that because okay. i was lachandra made an itinerary like five months ago and my legs already hurt looking at it. So I'm like, I don't want to have to like do anything at night. I'll be posted up on the couch back at the Airbnb watching sports. So fair enough. Uh, Hounds had a home opener. You may have heard it was uh, this past Friday, one, one against the Miami. Uh, Uh. Yeah. The never forget the, the, a lineup for the Hounds, uh, the same 10 outfield players, three games in a row, uh, which we, we can get into that if it's a sign of faith in the, the 10 or lack of faith in the bench. But So the one change, Christian Garner, Garner comes in for Jamal Waite, who was uh, on national team duty with uh, Jamaica down in Mexico. And then your 10 outfield players, uh, Rivera, Hogan, Ordonez, Dos Santos, Forbes, Ibera, Junior Eto. Mertz, Dequa, and Kizza, uh, same as it has been for the past two weeks. And, I, I, I mean, let's get into that right now. Let's, let's go with it there. Uh, 
Bob so rarely keeps uh, unchanged lineups. He's, he's essentially done it three weeks in a row outside of the one change that was that was forced on him. Uh, is this are we are we seeing a new Bob or are we seeing he just he loves this as his starting eleven compared to how it took him three quarters of the year to figure out who he liked last year, or is he really unsure of of what his bench is yet? Um, Seth, what's what's your read on it? I think he has a really nice rotation going on right now. Uh, as far as I like the starting eleven, uh, I think there's it's really hard to find anything to say. I would like to see a little bit more out of the midfield um, as far as like cohesiveness and like actually pulling together like a run of play and building out of the midfield. Doesn't feel like there's a lot of that happening. Um, But I think Bob's already kind of dialed in on who he's taken off at what point, what we're getting really good energy off the bench. Um, So I think that's huge in the last you know, half hour, 20 minutes uh, of the match. Um, but I think, I, I think uh, back line, I, I don't think you make it. I don't think you tinker with that at all. Um, it, you know, it, it's, it's weird seeing Kenny and Robbie getting as far up and wide as they are. It almost feels like they're like, right and left midfielders kind of um more than like centralized attacking mids uh so that's kind of different to see and then i i think that if they're going to play a two striker system and you would have you know kind of made me place a large wager at the beginning of the season on who the two were i think that kiza and dequa were probably the only two i would have considered and i I, I think they're I think there's still some little bit of kinks are kind of working out on you know link up play from the top but for the most part I you know two big bodies strong fast guys they really those two really kind of push back lines and make center backs really make sure that they have their assignments locked up or otherwise they're gonna get around you and they'll, they'll get a sneaky shot in yeah I uh... I've been thinking about that. Uh, Bob seems committed to the you know two guys up top. I'm a little surprised he hasn't tried different combinations yet, for the most part. Uh, I mean, this is the first time he's really been chasing a goal late, and also you get Joe Farrell kind of pushed up there and, and stuff like that. But it's been a lot of bring Kizza out first. He's one of the, the first guys coming off, which is a bit surprising, but. Then he brings Tola on, and then you, you get this this Tola Dequa dynamic uh, for a bit. Uh, I'm just surprised there's not been a little bit of rotation with the forwards just to see if certain pairings work better than others. Ariana, what? Where's your take on this? Um, you happy with the same ten outfield players, or looking for some rotation, or? What do you think is in Bob's mind uh, as scary of, of a thought as that may be? I think uh, I think we need some change in, in that 10. Um, I think there's a little bit that we've seen 
like a lot of missed crosses and a lot of just like, you know, miscommunication and misdirection with the, the starting uh, 10. And what I think Bob is experimenting with right now is the substitutions. And I don't know if that's whether they're, he's playing with what position these substitutions will be playing. I say that mainly because I'm looking at our subs now, and it seems to me that person-for-person person trades, we've only had three of our 12 in the first three games so far been an exact person-to-person person change. The first being uh, Luke Biasi for Nate DeSantos in the first two games, uh, Tola for Kizza in the last two games, um, oh, you know, that might be it, just those ones. But I think that Bob is playing with where he wants either the substitute, where he thinks the substitutions are needed uh, across the field or where he thinks some of these new, you know, these new people will fit well in our lineup and where, you know, where they'll be. I think that, I mean, we saw it this week with um, Bert Failing came in for Nate Dos Santos, which is the first time that has been a different substitution this year so far. Um, we saw Joe coming in for uh, Junior Etu, um, which switched up not only his position on the field, but his attacking momentum. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that change in, in where he wants these substitutions to be on the field. Um, Tony Lopez came in the first one for Kizza, but then came in this game for Kenny. So he's just, I think he's kind of figuring out, um, he knows, and I, and I, this is, you know, what I'm, I'm agreeing, I'm, you know, saying here too, he knows that we have a solid bench um, and we have a solid starting 11. He's just trying to figure out where to plug the bench in and when um, in our lineup and in the game. So, I think that we'll see a little bit more of this playing, but I also think that we will see a little bit of changes on the starting 11. Um, we've had, I mean, Burke failing has made uh, quite an impact on all of us. So, and on the game, um, on our performance. So I think that uh, we might see him in my opinion, get a, a couple more starting minutes than, than before. But um, I think that there's a, little bit of a change that might be happening um, in the starting 11, but I think he's pretty solid with who we have here. Um, there's a couple of names that I'm surprised keep coming in. Um, well, one name in particular, but I don't know. I think that we're comfortable, but I think that, you know, Bob's trying to figure out where, where all these new, these new kids fit and his plan. So, so what's the name that, your surprise keeps getting some minutes. Tola. Tola? Uh, I thought you were talking shit on Tony Lopez for a second. No, 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 no. No. Um, he hasn't necessarily made – Tony Lopez hasn't necessarily made an impact on me one way or the other. Um, I did get to talk to him a pretty decent amount in the meet and greet last week. But um, he hasn't playing-wise made, made quite an impact on me one way or the other yet. But – um, yeah, Tola, I think it, my count is going, and I did start a count because I was genuinely curious. I think we're at four missed, maybe five missed um, 
chances for him that I know he keeps rethinking. And I know I said after the first game, you know, is that side is, is the missed kick he missed, you know, the missed a potential chance that, you know, he missed that first game. Is that going to weigh on him? And I said, no, I don't think so. I think, you know, he thinks about it now, but then he moves on. But now we've had at least three more missed chances from him. So I definitely think that he's, he hasn't gotten his sea legs yet. And uh, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Um, he, he, it's, and it's surprised me that one, he's come in so often. He's come in every game. Uh, one of the, few Burke and Joe being the other two um coming in every game um but he's just he's still getting that that trade-off and it seems to be earlier and earlier in the game uh the first one was in the 79th minute this last week was the 66th minute so it's getting earlier and earlier that he's coming in and I don't know where Bob's brain is with that um, you know, maybe he's showing some really good practice minutes, but um, is that is that more of a statement on Tola or, or more of a statement on Kizza? Well, he he's yeah, uh, he came in for Dequa in the first game in the in the seventy ninth minute, and then both Kizza in the last two, which makes me unsure of who it is. Um, Kizza has not played more than sixty six minutes so far in the in the season uh tony lopez came in in the 54th minute in the first one tola in the 63rd in the second game and then tola in the 66th in the third game so i'm concerned about kizza um but he was a super sub for us last year so i don't know if either bob doesn't trust his starting ability which seems weird that that you don't start somebody else but i mean I don't know. I'm the, I'm the forwards are my biggest concern. And after seeing these three games, um, the the attacking's not there. The connections aren't there in the front. Both with our regular, you know, players and our subs. Um, I say that full well knowing that Dequa did have his uh, hat trick last week, but I'm just not seeing. I'm not seeing it. I don't know. That's that's my biggest hang up, and I don't know who to put the put the blame on or put the point the finger to. So, so I think yeah. this week the Kiza substitution at that juncture was strictly based on the fact that he was sitting on a yellow and mm-hmm. was dangerously close to probably picking up a second. So he was steamed. Yeah, and I, I think uh, Watts made reference that the yellow was turning more orange throughout Mm -hmm. the match uh so i think that kind of not to justify bob's plays you know bob's decision i think that was kind of what forced the tola hand in the 66 i agree with you though i you know for a young guy like that uh obviously probably still figuring out how to play at this level and this pace. He looks like a baby draft from time to time out there. Uh, I don't know. It just, it's like the, the body positioning gets like really out of whack. Um, doesn't seem like he's in con- entirely in control of his body. So I, I am curious as well as to why Bob keeps going with Tola at this point. And, you know, I think, uh, 
if if we had to like after three matches sit here and say like who is the guy that we don't see for a long stretch of time he could possibly be the leading candidate at this point uh, one yeah. person who's, who's uh, I'm sorry go on I was just you keep calling him the the milk carton the milk carton player yeah I mean that's Hola. kind of uh, yeah the question we were, we were pondering last week was is, is he is he going to see more minutes because he's getting in the right positions and doing the right things, or is he going to start going disappearing because he's he's not finishing? And yeah, I guess time time will tell on that. Uh, someone who probably does not have to worry about minutes getting cut for for him, uh, Pat Hogan. Uh, su- surprise, surprise. Or maybe, yeah, let's just call it the surprise of. The first three games, uh, I mean, guy had to kind of do the the trial thing with Bob, even though he he's, has a USL history. Uh, he has been the rock back there. I think we all kind of assumed he would be the third of the of the three center backs with Farrell uh, jumping ahead of him, but he is he's been a rock back there, uh, leading with clearances, a couple block shots, has an assist already on that one goofy one. Um, Passing over seventy percent out of the back, which is which is pretty damn nice. Um, Seth, what um, what are your thoughts on Hogan and and are is he the shock of the of the squad so far? Absolutely, pleasant surprise. Um, very physical. Doesn't get bodied around leads with contact on aerials um and i i i think he i think like what we've really um is everybody like can go ahead and take the preemptive drink for the name i'm going to mention joe greenspan was always the guy that was the first to the ball he he was like the attacker on aerial balls and i don't think we've had that the last couple years um and i think that quite frankly i don't know if like hogan has like no regard for his like body out there and i love it i love that i love having that style of a center back i think we got like really good coverage with between him and ordonez i think they're going to be uh pretty difficult to kind of push around uh, they they don't give up any speed, that's for sure. Um, they're it seems like they're pretty well always positioned, so they're working well with the keeper. Um, and you know, I not to always reminisce about the days of Joe, but I think this is the closest we've had to that. Like, I'm going to win the ball no matter what it takes, center back. And we haven't had that the last two years, so I think. Uh, I think this is definitely a step in the right direction for the back line style that I think Bob wants. Like I think Bob wants guys that are, aren't afraid to go after and make sure that they're going to get ahead to the ball and at least get it outside the 18. So that way the team, the, you know, the opposition either has to cycle it back through or it falls at one of our midfielders feet and they can make a play to get it out. And he's done it all without picking up a caution yet. Mm-hmm. Which is the fact yeah, that he can I mean, play with that that freedom, not having to worry about a second booking. 
I mean, as compared to a guy we'll talk about here for for Tulsa, you know, he's a center back, three games, three three cautions as a, a something you you might want to exploit. But he is he's being a physical, commanding presence with without putting himself in danger of, of having to change his style because he takes an early booking. Uh, let's talk about the one change from this lineup. It was you know, weight uh, on your national duty that brings in Christian Garner. Ariana, what what what's your thoughts on Garner uh, seeing his first ninety minutes as a professional? I think that along with a lot of our team, uh, he doesn't necessarily have his pro legs yet but it was a good first appearance for me i can't fully put the blame on him for the goal that he conceded in this game uh after watching it over and over again um i think there was some things that he could have done better and i you know i never want to get into the position where you're like plugging you know oh if jamali weight was in goal he could have stopped that no i i don't want to put that in there because you never know but you know he definitely in my opinion, maybe could have wrapped that first uh, attempt up uh, and stopped the ball there. Um, but then you can't, even if you don't, and you send it back out, I think that we had an issue with uh, where were our defenders? That was my biggest question when I kept seeing that. Uh, Danny was playing backup goalkeeper at that point, uh, helping him out in the in the box. And besides the fact that um, Arturo was tripped up beforehand, I wanted to see, you know, Danny was not was not back there. Why? Why? Where was? Where were our other legs back there helping out? You know, our goalkeeper. Um, it also didn't help that Roby was the first guy to that to the the rebound, and he. I don't know. To me, he should have just got just just clear it out of there. He tried to play it a little yeah. too much. Yeah, he he didn't clear it, and he didn't. Um, and then he, you know, somewhat not hindered you know the play but it just he was kind of in the way and in both senses playing on the ball and you know i just think that while he you know did concede a goal it's not entirely his fault um i think that you know he did it was a it was a good performance and he had some great saves um throughout the rest of the game um so this that one you know let in goal does not affect him in, in my eyes i think he did a fantastic job um in the second half of the game when he was playing in front of us, he was really hyping up the Steel Army. I was standing along the fence uh, in the stands there, and he, anytime there was a stoppage in, in play or he went back to get his water, um, he would turn around and just absolutely, you know, get into hyping up the fans. Um, and then when we scored, he, you know, automatically turned around and kind of celebrated with us since everyone else was on the other side of the field. Um, so it, it, he, he seems like he really wants to be in it. Um, I don't think that he's is or was as prepared for a professional game um, this this round. Um, but not in you know that can't that can be fixed um i think that he you know we'll see him get a couple more a little bit more minutes um but i think that he you know did a fantastic job so i have i have very little critique about um the way he played so um i'm i'm really happy with him as our second goalkeeper um right now so 
I'm gonna, it's, it's, we're in a good spot goalkeeper wise. Yeah. We're, we, Seth, I'll, I'll toss it to you here. Uh, Jamaica now making, making the gold cup, which means there's a, a fair chance mm-hmm. that we lose Jamali for, for a stretch of games there. Uh, are you more careful with the goalie situation after seeing Garner's debut? Yeah, I, I think he had a decent night. Um, Obviously, the goal, it's one of those, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't situations where mm-hmm. you kind of spill it out and falls right to the feet of other team situation. Uh, he had one other uh, troubling corner. It was later in the match. I'm not exactly sure. I want to say it was, like, in the 70th minute or so. He he kind of came out. Ball got hit over the far post. He kind of got he, – he got a little bit too far – Towards the penalty spot, not. I felt like he didn't get enough back to his back post, but they kind of balled it, and we didn't wind up uh, feeling the ill effects of it. Um, he, he definitely, uh, and I think it's probably just like comfort of playing with everybody. It felt like some of the distribution was a little off uh, from time to time, um, as far as like him making up his mind as far as how he wanted to play it back out into the field of play. Uh, but I, I think that's stuff that with time and, you know, getting acclimated to that level of play, he'll, he'll get there. I think he showed he had the ability to be a solid number two for you. A solid number two for you. Uh, phrasing. Yes. Um, We've all yeah. been there. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. all right. Uh, let's, let's, take a moment and have our uh, moment of celebration for Burke Failing's fucking bastard of a shot. Um, Mertz sends in a corner. Uh, our defender kind of haphazardly just heads it off the back of his head to a, a, a wide open failing at the top of the box and bastard puts his laces all the way through it. Um, I've I've only watched the replay of that goal over fifty times. The the field level shot of it from behind Failing's back, where you can see the yeah. how much that ball bends. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if there's any any actual commentary I can give for this. It's just that's a sweetly hit ball, and um, uh, yeah. he hit it on the screws. I mean, it, it was funny though because he had missed one right footed. A little bit before similar kind of thing half volleyball half volley balls coming down and he probably hit it somewhere to the parking lot um but you know that like when when he hit that thing and like it goes in and then he has the brass to realize the moment of the game, then that we're pushing, we have the momentum. He does oh, I, that. He I just, love that he, he just this. sprints back, and he's telling everybody else to get back. And you just tell it like he just wants to uncork a celly, but you can just tell like he has like I mean he had the professional demeanor there. He did everything perfect, and I I absolutely have the most admiration for that to absolutely score a worldie like that and then not celebrate it. Like, Amelie sprint good back. on you good on you that that is the stuff that just like makes my heart just grow like 15 sizes like 
that was know, very I, similar I, to Miracle on the Mon when Earls uh, scores yeah. the rebound off the the penalty kick. And yep. he's immediately just imploring everyone to get the fuck back on the other side of the field and keep this going. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, I, I, I love it. play. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Although yeah. Burke doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to like hit the gritty or anything like that. So I maybe, you know, he, he, he knew his spot there. Um, I think he's a guy that's like realizing that he has the chance to be a crucial contributor to this team and his impact is being the high energy guy late in matches. And I don't know if I want a guy like that starting 11 and trying to go 70. You can't play 70 minutes like that. I mean, it's just, it's not possible to have that. There's nothing wrong with being the guy who comes in for 25 minutes and just absolutely, absolutely not six and lightning rod up everyone else's ass. Uh, Seriously. Like just get out there and, play like you have nothing to lose and he was and he was all over the place when he got on there he was mm-hmm. absolutely just all over the ball you should probably go back and look at like and, his heat map or something like that for for his because it probably is a bit of everywhere oh it's just red everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. uh ariana would you like he, to join in on the the admiration society here oh yeah he uh he is the sassy stepper that I called uh, last week. Um, and so he's wanted this. Um, he was fired up last week um, when when Tula was unable to finish a beautiful cross from him. Um, and it kind of felt a lot like, uh, I'm going to show my nerdiness here, but um, when Thanos goes, fine, I'll do it myself. That That is what Burke was. Burke was... Thanos there he he just wanted it he wanted to end it and he saw it come right towards him and it was like a half a step didn't look like it was a beautiful ball that came towards him um it was off his left foot and just money right to the back of the net that was you can't write a better a better goal than that I mean that was just a beautiful piece uh I do wonder though what are what are the designations? Because uh, it is our Quantum Spirits corner kick, um, and Quantum Spirits did name a drink after an Olympico, uh, which is a, a goal off of a corner. Is that directly off of a corner, or yes. is that yes, like direct, directly off? Directly off of a corner. Yeah. I never knew the designation, but um, but that was an absolute rocket. I was I was very happy with that, and it was well needed. You know, you could tell. A lot of us were feeling defeated sitting in the section. The the, the cheering had gone, you know, qu- kind of quieter. Um, you, we're, we were really losing that that push. And when he just sends that rocket in, it just changed the vibe of the supporter section, let alone the entire stadium. All um, right. Here's the idea for Quantum. You have the Olympico. Now you need to come out with the laser. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's just like a it's just like a canned Red Bull vodka. Mm. <laughs> Who says no? Quantum, I'll let you use it for free for a couple freebies. <laughs> but I mean, failing doing the ad, doing energy, the, do, holding the can and doing the read or something. Maybe they can like Photoshop the can of the laser onto him scoring the goal. 
Ooh, that he hits I mean... the ball, and as it goes into the net, it turns into the laser can. This is this is some glow puck stuff we got going on here. I mean, hit me up, Quantum. I have ideas. <laughs> nice. I'm here for it. Yeah. Seth, any any other thoughts on the game? Um, I did want to mention one other thing. Yes, go My for it. My biggest gripe about this game is the referees. We were playing against the Miami, but we were also playing against the referees. Um, now, you hear a lot of times people say that, but when my mom, who was watching the game at home, texts me that we were playing against the Stripes as well, or who, who paid off the Stripes, uh, someone who doesn't watch soccer, but only kind of started because it is on the CCW this year, you know, she's, she's not an avid soccer watcher, but when she can tell that the refs are not calling, you know, plays and, and it just, it felt really gross and the, the refs were gross. But my biggest problem with that is that the goalkeeper for the Miami should have been carded many times for wasting time throughout the game. And, you know, we started counting in the first half as he was taking his time throwing the ball. And I didn't realize this until I rewatched the game um, on you know, ESPN, but the grandstand picked it up too. And they started chanting in the second half, counting how long it took him to get the ball out, enough so that the, the announcers made a comment uh, about the fans counting. Um, it, and I just, It was a very fast count, Jamali, to be fair. I mean, yes, we did count fast, which kind of makes sense. But Jamali's been carded for that, but for less seconds. So to feel, I mean, at one point, I think we got up to like a fast count of 30 seconds, you know, which is probably more like 15, 20, if we're being honest. But Jamali's been carded for far less than that. So the fact that he never once, the goalkeeper never once picked up a card for that makes, blows my mind like nothing else like that was the that was the worst now we had some really disgusting referee calls throughout the entire game but that was the worst non-call that happened throughout the whole game in my opinion so i'm gonna say this because i was watching it at home there were some there were a lot of those situations with zendaios where like dequa and and kiza were making the run to make him pick up the ball and then mm-hmm. kind of like giving him a little bit of like jobbing as they got back. So I I don't think to, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the six count doesn't officially start until it's like you could play the ball out, right? Which would be when the player when the offensive attacker gets out of the 18. They don't they don't have to leave the 18, but uh, okay, you, you shouldn't it shouldn't be included in the if you're clearly standing in a way that would impede him from cleanly uh, playing the ball. Yeah. I mean, I, I was waiting for a time wasting yellow, but as well, but I, I did think there were some times where, you know, the army is up to like 13. Deke was still telling him about his lunch. And <laughs> how did the, by the way, how did this count start? Because we've never done that before. And it just, it just became a thing that game. That, fe- that feels like a college basketball. That feels like a yak. Yeah. That's an Im- that's an inbounds count. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just started happening. I mean, I was fine with it. I, this that's not a complaint. I enjoyed it. There's a, 
that's a hundred percent like late game basketball guys inbounding the ball in front of the opposing team student section and they're on eight before the ref hands them the ball we just start at five yeah. or something like that yeah yeah no i was all for it uh no there it was, was it, it did seem a lot of any anytime someone went down there was a whistle type of stuff um mm-hmm. we picked up cards or the hounds picked up cards early miami picked up a, a pair of cards late yeah uh there is a definite there was a point of, of emphasis there is a definite point of emphasis in the usl this year on the whole like if the player remotely got hit around the head or neck region they are stopping play immediately i've i've seen it and i've watched a decent amount of games so far this year and it seems like that's been the one constant thing i've noticed in every match that like even if it truly doesn't seem like a blow to the head they're calling they're calling stoppage and calling the trainer over so i that must be like a serious point it's, of i think it's that, that tricky thing you know you you want to play it out keep playing keep the play going but it the one time you you assume it's not a serious injury and then it is then then you're you know you're looking like a real asshole type thing like there's just no good answer to it and then you're eventually going to get guys who will take advantage of it and simulate uh, head head injuries to, to force a whistle is what's going to happen. Yeah, there's, <laughs> just, there's just no good way around it. Seth, any, any final thoughts on the match? All right. I, I don't even know how to like formulate this slot, so I'm just going to put some words together here. Oh, this should be good. <laughs> I don't understand our buildup. Like... The, it, the first part of the game, it was a lot of direct balls over the top looking towards Dequa and Kizza. And then we went back to, like, Rovira plays the diagonal ball to Mertz looking for the cross in. It just, like, it never felt like we ever had any opportunity where it was, like, Mark Ybarra gets the ball E2 gets the ball, one of those like kind of holding mid guys, and they like turn, make a couple passes. Like it doesn't feel like there's much shape, like playing the shapes, moving the ball around that way. Everything is now granted that entire match, like from the TV angle on Friday night, it felt like a very frantic pace the entire match. Uh, it didn't seem like there was a lot of time to like sit on the ball and look for the next pass. There was just a lot of like, I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to hit it to the spot. I think my guy is going to go to next uh, kind of plays. So um, I, I'm, I'm kind of frustrated with the amount of long balls that they're trying to play. I'd like to see some more possessive buildup. De- deliberate passes through the midfield. I'm watching too much United. I'm watching too much of the. Uh, we're going to make 13 passes before the shot. No, I like to see a little bit, a little bit too. We were talking a little think, before, you know. It just the, the goals have all been a bit not haphazard, but they've. It's all been. It's not been through like very deliberate run of play build up. It's been corner kicks, free set pieces, or or def, you know breakdowns by the defense. Yeah, argu- arguably, like, the only, like, run-of-play goal we've had is the Mertz 
equalizer in uh, Birmingham. Yeah, that's probably about it. And for, I mean, I, but then you could also say that wow. there's been some nice run of what would have been run of play goals had Tola finished. Mm. Yeah, I, I, that's one thing I I uh, frequently look at on uh, Fought Mob is the uh, the big chances missed category, and uh, we're leading that very handedly, which hurts. You we can't you eight, can't you can't miss tri- big chances without creating big chances. Well, we're also leading in big chances created, which is nine, and we've missed eight of them. So I'm by no means a mathematician, but that's not a high conversion rate. No, that's not the the hounds of twenty was it twenty twenty when they led the league in conversion rate. Yay yay. Uh, my last thought, Ariana, you saw a lot of the preseason games. Uh, Langston Blackstock, he played up top during the preseason games. I think so. So he comes on as a right back. Is that just... I'm curious, is this Bob... He's going to turn Langston into a his jack-of-all-trades uh, Tommy V of 2023? Or uh, or was it just what the moment needed based on who could who was available to come off the bench and chasing a goal? Because I kept, you know, it took me a while to just actually wrap my head around that guy's back there right now. But, you know, is, is Bob, yeah, is Bob doing Langston, some Bob stuff here? I had Langston as forward for pretty much every preseason game. At least that's what I have in my notes. He played forward. So, yeah, I was surprised at his when he came in. When they, whom they switched out for surprised me a lot. Uh, both with Burke coming in for Nate, that was a, an unusual flip. Um, and Langston Blackstop coming in for Rovi. Oh, and Farrell coming in for Junior. We had some really unique trades this this uh, or uh, substitutions this game. It, it threw me off. I was trying to like figure out. You know, because I didn't necessarily see in the moment who was trading for who. I had to pull it up on my phone, and I was like, "What? What? <laughs> this doesn't make sense in my brain." But yeah, it that was a unique. I think that you know that's Bob trying to. He's like, "Yeah, I know you used to play forward, but I don't like you in forward, so we're going to change your position." And. You know, I, I think it might work. I mean, he has the, you know, obviously Bob has the experience. So um, I, I think that we'll see. It's it's given, It's reminding me of, um, oh, shoot, Pat, Pat, the Walker, number 18 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He used to play shortstop, and then they made him a catcher or vice versa, something like that. Um, and he played better in the new position. So I, I have a feeling that we're going to see something like that, um, where in our notes they might be, a defender, but if you're if you're you know playing better as a forward, Bob's gonna make you a forward, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm curious a lot because I mean I've been kind of beating the drum that I don't like Rovi as the right back. I want him up the field a bit more. If this somehow links and becomes the the deputized right back 
I'm curious because I don't know if that the backup right back exists on this on this team otherwise. So I'll take it. Uh, moving on from the game itself, uh, home opener means a seven-hour tailgate. It was it was cold. It was not cold. It was it was cool. I mean, I went without jacket from from noon to to nine p.m., which was a an, not the best idea. But when you have a Hawaiian shirt to show off, then you gotta you gotta not wear a jacket. I thought the day went fairly well. Uh, alcohol was consumed. Dogs and and burgers were grilled. Uh, Tifo went up. Uh, damn near without without a mistake or without a without a problem, uh, which is not always the case. So I I, I feel pretty good about opening day activities. Uh, Ariana, what you, if you had to grade uh, off the field opening day stuff? What what grade are you given and and what are your notes? I give it a solid uh, A minus. I think that. There were some hiccups that needed to be worked out. I think the parking was a little confusing. Um, I was happy with our parking setup. I mean, we also got there at noon, which was way before everyone else. Now, we didn't have anyone in the parking lot or the guy at the front gate kind of didn't know that we were going to be here that early. Um, So that was a little bit of a hiccup. I also felt like if the front office is going to get any complaints, it's going to be the fact that the VIP parking was fairly empty by the time we, you know, went into the game. Um, I mean, we went in a little bit earlier, but I didn't expect, you know, to ha- to see that many empty spots. Um, there were quite a few around our section, if I can remember correctly. But, um, and other than that, I, I felt really nice. I mean, they gave us a little bit of a hiccup. Don't know if either of you knew this, but on the way in, they gave us a little bit of issue with our new uh, horn uh, noisemaker uh, because our equipment used to be in the stadium. I think that's going to be something that we're, we're going to have to work out sooner rather than later uh, for the Steel Army itself. Setup and cleanup was a little bit of a confusing. You know, we kept going in and out and bringing. I mean, I would bring a flag over, you know, in anytime I had to go to the bathroom because I would rather go to the bathroom inside than in a porter john but um you fancy. other than that it just yeah i'm not i'm not going outside sorry guys um but it just you know and then we had to haul everything from our containers in the parking lot all the way to the other side of the field to our section and then back after the game which definitely felt like something a hiccup that we didn't really fully think out i mean i definitely did it um before the game but um, other than that, I didn't really check out the tailgate zone. Um, hashtag ad. I didn't really see what it was. It was nice to be able to walk in and out of that section without needing to show my ticket. Um, not that it was, you know, I don't know. The music was fine. We had the the food trucks that we usually, you know, that that frequent games. But so I think that there were some things that definitely need to be worked out. But um, other than that, I think it ran pretty smoothly. And the TIFO went up and looked awesome. Um, and if any of my TIFO crew are listening now, uh, I do want to thank you, Major, for all the help um, everyone did for the TIFO, whether you helped paint it or set it up or pull it up that day. Um, 
It was of uh, King Kenny, and Kenny himself ended up taking the TIFO with him. He was very grateful and thankful um, for it and really enjoyed it. So that made me very happy and made me um, feel like any other hiccup in the day uh, was overshadowed by that moment um, when he asked us after the game if he could keep the TIFO. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty well-rounded game, minus the fact that it could have been maybe eight degrees warmer. Um, it, it felt like a pretty good game. Yeah, my complaints yeah. Are, are, are minimal. There was no Strombo, which was annoying. I mean, I didn't really need another drink once I got inside, but, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with it. Uh, it is kind of funny having the having the, the bouncy castle to our right hand side now, where <laughs> our stuff used to be. I didn't I didn't really see if there's a lot of kids back there, but I mean, if, if a bouncy castle is now what lives there, then then so be it. Although we need to get a picture of all of us with Amo in the bouncy castle at some point. Obviously, agreed. Uh, big, huge, huge. I wish I have let off with this because this might be the first time in the history of Highmark's name it's it's happened. The paper, the electronic paper, paper towel dispensers in the bathroom worked and had paper towels in them. Hey, yo. That's usually it's just the roll of it, you know, placed on top of the dispenser because that dispenser ain't going to work. Um, so that was that was the shock of the day for off the field stuff. Are, are we a massive club? <laughs> we might be now. That feels like yeah. a, that feels like a massive club. I mean, have you ever had those things actually work for you with paper towels in them? God, God, no. So it's always <laughs> like you said, it's always like the roll sitting on top. It's the top portion of it's wet from everybody grabbing it with their wet hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they got that good for them, which is nice. Um, I, I think if, if anyone listens to the old the Houndsy hot box our our drunken thoughts on the laser light show have been have been well documented, but yes, uh, I'll be sh- I'm surprised. Well, I'll be curious to see if if uh, if they run that back the other. I think two more times are supposed to do it, so we will see about that. Uh, Seth, how how did it all look? How did opening day look on TV for you? Did the crowd sound good? Um, yeah, it, your it, thoughts from Steel from Ar- afar? Steel Army sounded amazing clear loud uh just in for the full 90 minutes uh i was very happy to hear that uh grandstands uh they were going wild uh lots of uh foot stomping uh mike watts commented a couple times about how loud they were on like corners and things like that um the Overall, I mean, I like saw the TIFO picture you guys put up on the socials, brought a tear to my eye because I, among many others, have a very soft spot in my heart for the King Canardo Forbes. Uh, so I thought that was great homage to him. And I, so I, I think that match put him officially at third in the appearances all time for the club uh so that's awesome for him which again i think dan you and i have talked about how this is the most unbob lily thing ever to have one player actually stay this long of a tenure with the club and see this much time um 
over the years. Uh, and if he stays healthy, seemed... if he stays healthy this year, I mean, we all kind of assume this might be a swan song, but he's he's playing the minutes. If somebody's back next year, he's he has a look at it at the I, at the I, at the number one spot. I I never I never bought into the he's not going to be a starter talk. I was I was never in that line of thinking. I thought that he played only he played so few one. minutes in the preseason. It was it was concerning. Yeah, but he, he doesn't need preseason. Like the guy's been doing this for how long now? He knows what it takes to get his body in shape. I I trust Kenny better than anybody to know what it takes to get into game day, you know, match day one shape and have the ability to play. And he's, he's looked, he's looked fine. He's still doing his little Kenny when everybody else is like fumbling around to find the ball and to look up and make an accurate pass. Kenny just has this like ability to just pull it back, pick the head up, find his next ball. It's, you know, it's, it's like poetry in motion sometimes when Kenny just gets out there and starts moving around with the ball and making his dribbles, making people miss. Like it's, it's a beautiful thing. Word. Uh, do you want to get back on this? The ha- the team has not released the attendance from this game, which is annoying, <laughs> especially because I was happily given uh, Birmingham all the shit for not releasing their attendance figures from week one. So. Thanks for making me look like an idiot, boys. Um, if you want to release that number anytime soon, I'd appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm gonna guess it was in in the mid three thousand, but I could be a bad guess. What, what, Ariana? What's your thought? What would you, if you had to guess a number on that? I'm inclined to agree. That seems like a. I mean, it wasn't full by any any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't like there was swaths of empty seats so um i say yeah either just under three or or right at three thousand seems like a solid guesstimate yeah see i'm like i'm thinking mid threes but and the funny thing is a couple you know a handful of years ago mid threes would have been a, would have been a sellout and now it's kind of a eh. it's one thing i did want to call change. out yeah i was thinking about uh back to the uh telecast Watts did a lot more hound centric, like about the stadium commentary. Um, so I don't know if like PR teams working with him to get hit, like kind of feed him some material. They sent him all since the he's notes. not. They might have, uh, and he he even like called out like the quantum spirits a couple times. Uh, he was talking about the icy light party cube down in the far corner there uh he 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 actually made mention of the bouncy castle um how could you not he did he uh he was a fan of that um and uh sorry we don't have uh emissions testing in lawrence county so trucks drive by that sound like that um so it, it definitely felt like he was much more playing the role of like the hounds home play-by-play guy which was kind of cool and i like watts he's great we've talked about him I many would, a times i gotta get watts on the uh gotta get watts on Halsey at some point yeah i think he would he, he, 
busy dude. Yeah, we got you have to find squeeze in some time in his insanely busy. Did you see what he did for all that? Like the last week or so? Yeah, was was he not doing the final four or not final four, but the uh, Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight at MSG? Yeah, he was he was the PA he, announcer at, at Madison Square Garden, then flying down to Tampa to to work out of you know the Vista Studios to call not just the Hounds game but three games that day because that was the off day between the the round of sixteen and the round of eight, and then flew back up to MSG to to do the round of eight games. And then he he kind of alluded that he might be going and doing a uh, Concacaf Nations League match yesterday. A good chance. He might be doing so, one tonight. I don't know. He's getting his uh, frequent flyer miles in right now. I is he calling the USA? No, he's wouldn't be calling the USA game. Um, he's probably calling one of the other ones. Yeah. So we got to squeeze him in at some point. Yeah, I mean. I, I did your podcast, Watts, during during the, the COVID shutdown. You return the favor. Um, speaking of the CONCACAF Nations League, Jamali Waite, who was not at the home opener, which I feel bad for him. That's now two home openers he's not been there for. One for not being on the team yet and one for doing uh, national team duty. But last night got the start. Went 90 minutes uh, in net for Jamaica at the Stadio Azteca versus Mexico. 2-2 draw. Had a couple nice saves. Um, the, uh, the one goal from open play, I don't know if he was going to do much about. And then uh, uh, didn't really guess right on the, the the penalty against. But I think a solid, solid outing for the man. You have to think that his stock is going up. Uh, considering everyone was a year ago and going, who the fuck is this guy? Um, Seth, what, did you see a little of the game last night? And what, um, what are your thoughts on, on Jamali now? I actually did not get a chance to watch. Um, I was... Uh, How dare you have a life? Well, uh, no. I might out-nerd uh, Ariana here. I was, uh, I was partaking in my... Uh, I've been in a fantasy baseball league for about 15 years now, and last night was our draft. Oh, so, okay. Uh, nerd who still follows <laughs> baseball, who still does fantasy baseball. It's me. Um, but I was following along with uh, the Discord banter regarding it. So I think it's awesome. Love the fact that we have a player playing at a – I mean, hard to say there's much higher of a uh, – level than getting a start at Estadio Azteca. So I think that's awesome for him professionally and personally. And uh, I really hope that this doesn't mean that he's going to get poached in the off season, but we'll worry about that later. Should, should Bobby trying to extend him now? And uh, at, at maybe, Bob, I should try. Bob always made it clear that he's not going to hold someone back. So that's yeah, my you, biggest worry. But you can, all, you can also make a couple bucks on him at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ariana, you watched the game last night, didn't you? I did. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a fantastic game. My, uh, my family put money on it. I say that as if it was anything more than a dollar, but um, 
I neither me or my dad who put money on opposing teams won. My mom ended up winning because they drew uh, a dollar from both of us, so she gets the better end of this deal. But nice. Um, it was a it was a fantastic game. Um, well played from all sides. Um, a huge a huge stadium and huge crowd. Um, so good for Jamali. Um, and I saw my favorite my favorite part is actually unrelated to play, but in the beginning. Um, they walk out with the the little kids, um, the players holding the little kids' hands, and they walk out onto the field. And Jamali was like, I don't want to say help parenting, but like he was like helping the kids kind of like move in the proper direction. Um, and I thought that was adorable of him. He was, he was he, uh, staging them. He was giving, yeah, yeah. He seemed he seemed real involved. So um, I'm a big fan of him. Do you know it's got to be a, a real a real big letdown though, kind of tailing on what you just said going from uh a very very partisan uh in large crowd at the azteca to playing on a fucking baseball field in tulsa hey, yo. that's that is that's a hell of a of a sunday to tuesday turnaround if there ever was one also ariana moving forward uh sports gambling advice for you don't ever uh, give out your actual monetary amount. Just say one unit. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's the end that's of the word of the wise. Because because then uh, people will be like, man, they're putting down like ten thousand a spot. <laughs> yeah. So just one unit just is all you need to one say. Unit. Yep, there you one go. Unit. And now people will be like, wow, they are high rollers. Except she now <laughs> everyone knows that for her, yeah, it's a unit is a dollar. For me, it's a unit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also, never up. never redefine to your wife what one unit means. I mean, I mean. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> All right, uh, hello. I gave everyone the transition in the Tulsa there by uh, by way of Jamali Wait. Tomorrow night, there, there's a reason we're recording on Monday. It's because we want to get in this between between games, and they're playing on a baseball field on a Tuesday night in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Seth, you did watch. Tulsa's last game this past weekend. So you got to see the baseball field. You got to watch Tulsa uh, a little bit. What's your takeaways on both the field and in Tulsa? So they're uh, doing this thing with the infield where they put out like all these like carpet pieces. Um, and at one point, I can't remember if it, I think it was a Tulsa player that went down in that area and he essentially took up the three by three square space he was in uh, and then they kind of had to refix it um so that's an interesting uh move from a player safety player safety standpoint in my eyes um i've always wondered like how guys feel about like okay i have the ball i have my footing i'm dribbling on grass and now i go to this carpet piece that obviously can be moved so i have to have a feeling that that doesn't feel like the greatest um as far as the match goes loudon came out really hot start through two matches and they did not look at all to be like the team that showed up for them the first two weeks so i don't know if uh Obviously, we're not going to be able to call Hartford frauds this year because they just plain out suck. 
so that will not stop I'm me. I'm going. That will not. They. They. Uh, are... I am. No. Hold on. Hold on. I am going to preemptively place my fraud tag on Loudon. I am going to remove it. I am going to move wait, 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 wait. Hartford. Yes, yes. No, because no. they they put three goals past the real frauds. If if it's not going to be fraud for the real frauds are Memphis. We. Fraud, uh, I think fraud's even too strong for Memphis. I think they're just phony. We need to come up with we need to come up with the hierarchy of like suck phony fraud in the USL this year. We need to like do the power rankings each week, but well, we'll just like place next everybody time we, there's based a, on the Hounds aren't uh, they don't have a weekend match. We can we can fill pad some time talking the hierarchy of um, indignant things to say about other teams. I was I was like so pissed off like at Hartford already that like I actually like tweeted at them and was like you guys aren't even frauds this year you guys just plain suck. I think it was like match one. <laughs> just straight straight away. Just I just hit the hammer and just said you know what fuck it suck. I spend way too much time watching the USL at this point in my life. I need to find a better hobby. <laughs> Why do you think we're all an hour and 10 minutes into a podcast on a Monday night? Because th- this is cheaper than therapy. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, Tulsa kind of looks like, I don't know, they are like a name. They are like a nameless team as far as like when you look at the roster, goes uh they did have a guy kind of scared me he played like their right mid wing uh milo youssef good speed on the ball uh tall guy uh so he's definitely one that i'm gonna watch for to see how we kind of match up and cover him uh tomorrow night and uh besides that i really didn't see anything that like kept was going to keep me up tonight uh worrying about the hounds going into this match no no former hounds uh on Tulsa's teams so we don't have to worry about the being scored on by a former hound which is always nice which i feel like it's hard to say at this point with the way bob turns guys over yeah problem is they all go to the same three or four teams so that's that's true they'll too. get a little dicier when they play um sacramento or your favorite team on array uh yeah. Uh, sure, at least throughout the, the record, uh, Tulsa has won one and one. They drew Miami the opening week, lost to Birmingham, and then uh, smacked around Loudon this past weekend. Ariana, what are your what are your notes telling you about about Tulsa? What the what do you have to, to share with the family? Uh, so I went on Tulsa's uh, website to see what their match preview said um, and how they were kind of um, preparing uh, against the Hounds and what they think their, you know, notes are, which are very similar to, you know, what we've just mentioned. They're, they've name-dropped two players where they're like, you know, brilliant players, their words. Um in sizzling form there whoever writes these are you know has quite a colorful vocabulary but the thing that stuck out to me the most was when they turned to talk about the hounds 
They said, and I quote, Lily ball patent pending, as they call it up in Pennsylvania, is the style of play Riverhounds SC head, head coach Bob Lilly has implemented since taking the club reins in 2018. Um, one, I love the fact that they say patent pending. Um, that's like every time we write the uh, tailgate zone in any of our chats, we add the little uh, trademark emoji next to it and it feels a lot like like that um but they can recognize that lily ball is back which means lily ball is back um i'm glad we also point out that the hounds did not play lily ball before lily was with the team yeah yeah uh it is his style of of play um and and i'm here for it so they it seemed like they're um I don't, they don't know what to think of this game. Um, both pages, both the Hounds uh, match preview and Tulsa's match preview mentioned that Tulsa has the most goals scored in the USL championship so far at six goals through three games, where the Hounds are one step behind them at five goals through three games. So, you know, they're not, you know, both sides are talking pretty much head-to-head when it comes to goal scoring. Um, They also talked a lot about the turnaround for the Hounds going from a Friday to a Tuesday, but how Tulsa's one worse than that. They're going from a Saturday to a Tuesday and then to a Friday. We don't have a game this weekend, so they, you know, our players do get, I think it's like 11 days till our next game. Um, So they get a little bit of a break, but... That would suck. Saturday, Tuesday to Friday, that turnaround. And then, you know, that's just, and I don't, they were at home on Saturday. They're at home on Tuesday. I'm not sure what their schedule looks like for Friday, if they're home or away, but either way, that's a very quick turnaround. Something that, you know, the announcers at um, our last game mentioned on TV was, how do you train your team, you know, to go from when you're used to going from like a Saturday to a Saturday, you have a set, you know, lineup, usually Sunday, Monday off, and then you have a shorter start, you know, recovery period at the beginning of the week. Um, and then like harder practices towards the end of the week as you're leading up into the game. How do you do that when it's three game turnaround? You know, what do you, what, what for the hounds, what does that Saturday, Sunday, Monday look like? And you're talking travel probably on monday so how is that recovery and turnaround period look for the hounds and then on the other side look for tulsa um they have just sunday and monday for that turnaround they don't have to travel but i don't know it just this game will feel like probably to me not the best soccer from either end um i think for us this might be where we get some of the some different like maybe a different lineup um because you have all those players that put you know 100 percent into into friday's game and then the turnaround the recovery time turnaround is so quick that you know i don't i don't i don't know if we'll have that same so i think this might be the first game that we'll have a different starting lineup than we're used to yeah that's kind of the, just because of that yeah that was gonna be kind of the, the question i was gonna lead into is do we expect squad rotation based on the, the tight turnaround. And then, as mentioned for Tulsa, they played Saturday with Loudon, 
tomorrow night with us and then staying home. So it's uh, three games all at home, but all within the same seven-day span because then they will host El Paso uh, Friday night. So they're going Saturday, Tuesday, Friday. And then actually staying home for Wednesday for their cup game. So uh, really condensed schedule, but without travel for Tulsa. And then what you would say is a condensed two games stretch for the Hounds, but it's still an extra day from what Tulsa had, but inclusive of travel. Seth, are you seeing some rotation for uh, for Bob for the first time, or is he going to roll roll out the same uh, the same ten outfield players? Due to the fact that we do not have another game, um, I don't think it would be like a complete squad rotation, or you know, even if you consider that to be like turning over like six of the ten field players, I don't know if we'll see exactly that. Uh, I do think there'll be probably two or three uh, changes. Um, you know. There's so much sports science behind the recovery aspect, uh, the cryotherapy chambers, all that kind of stuff that these teams have access to nowadays. Um, that is four days between really that far of a stretch anymore. I mean, you've you've seen like in the last World Cup qualifying, you've seen FIFA move to the traditional two-game international breaks to three. Um, in light of all that, uh, you know, now you do have five substitutions, whereas in the past you only had three. I, I think there's a lot more positives to help the guys get ready for that next match in a quicker time frame than previously. I think it does hurt your training capacity. Uh, I think it pretty much takes away any real opportunity to get on to the field and have a full, you know, two hour all out session or anything like that, um, in that, in, in that kind of time frame. Um, so I, I don't think it's that big of a deal at this point. Um, again, you know, for Tulsa to stay home, it will sleep in your own bed. I think that's a, a big advantage on that side. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we'll probably see two or three guys flipped out of the already slated starting 11 from the first three matches. Give me a name. Who do you, who do you want to see get, get their first start this year? Um, put me on a spot like this, huh? Yep. I, I'm I'm gonna say that we get. I'm mean, I'm gonna say that the man of the moment, Burke falling, gets a start. Um, I also. The more you kind of talked about like switching up the striker pair. I don't know. It's total time, baby. Talked it's uh oh god it's tola time <laughs> yeah baby. let's tola goes out and grabs a brace and we're sitting here eating crow uh let's we, go we, i love we. it ariana's eating crow there we go 
take it. You know, I I think like I I I'm still shocked that through three matches we've played four in the back three times in a row. Uh, yeah. Like, I'd be really hard pressed to go back over the last three seasons and find a stretch of much more two games that we've played a four in the back multiple times than to think of it for three times and maybe maybe we're just a four back system this year i don't know um so but obviously if you are looking to kind of slow it down and you want to expand to a five in the back maybe you see like joe farrell get the start back there with hogan and ordonez and you go with your that puts the shields on the bench because you need another defender to come off off the bench, so that maybe gives the Shields his first look in the 18. Yeah, that's that's very well possible as well. Uh, I kind of, I, I'm really shocked he wasn't in the 18. Uh, I thought with the kind of the pedigree that they talked about with him coming up, I thought he definitely seemed like he was going to see more of a time in the on the bench at least, but Obviously not. Um, so I, I guess those are my couple. Maybe you get a Kenny off the bench. Uh, maybe, I, I don't. Do we finally? I don't know. I, I'm the midfield. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out if you're trying to talk yourself into something or talk yourself out of something. Both. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I don't think there's another like. I don't think there's another four I want to see in the back. I don't think there's really another four I want to see across the middle. And I don't really think there's another two I want to see across the top. So, like, it's tough for me to, like, prognosticate what I think Bob's going to do whenever he's doing very un-Bob-like things as far as the roster goes. Ariana, do you want to throw out a name who has not started yet um, that, you, that you could foresee being on the sheet tomorrow? Starting wise, I'm gonna have to agree. Burke has not started this year um, so far, but he's been gaining minutes, and I think that this might be a game that he starts. Um, off the bench, who hasn't played yet? We don't have many of those, but uh, I'm intrigued to see how uh, Trevor plays. Trevor uh, Uh We haven't seen him. Uh, not on, not in the starting 18. We haven't seen him yet. So um, I'd be intrigued to see. I, I don't remember his play. I know that we, you know, scooped his name the last preseason game. He had a named jersey on. Um, but I don't really remember how he played in that preseason game. So I can't really, I don't admit, I'm like, I want to know how he, I want to remember how he plays, but I can't even go back and watch because it was preseason. But um, I could also see Joe Farrell getting a start. The only question is then, yeah, what does our back line look like? Um, does, does Joe Farrell then maybe move up to midfield? Um, which he did in this last game. So I'm not entirely sure, but then who does he replace in the midfield? Um, does Burke start in the midfield? It's, it's 
very confusing. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'm intrigued to see how he's going to go. But I think if anything's going to change significantly, it's going to be the midfield. Um, I just don't know who he's going to – who's not going to start um, for that. Maybe Junior? He's been getting a lot of minutes, though. I don't know. Or, or Marky. It's amazing how just the prospect of us trying to – Imagine a change or two changes for a guy who always makes a bunch of changes. Currently has us doing mental gymnastics, and we're only three games <laughs> into the, the season. <laughs> I know, like last year, this same time, if like we're in this spot, it'd be like I don't even know if I could name half the starting lineup at this point. And now it's like I don't know if I could take one of these guys out. Like it's it's a weird change. It's very unbobbly. Yeah. So is this a return to Lily Ball or a step away from Lily Ball? Oh, it's a return to I think the play wise is a return to Lily Ball, but in terms of of how he's getting guys minutes to start the year, this is this is bizarre. And I, I don't I don't know if it's like Bob seeing the writing on the wall that like the other powers that be across the USL stick with the lineup and go and get that. 11 into a cohesive form and then make the changes as people play themselves out of a role. Um, I don't know if that's kind of his adaptation for this this year or why he's thinking this way. It's de- it's definitely strange for Bob, though. Un-Bob-like. It is un-Bob-like. Uh, one last thing. I was wh- oh, going gone, yeah. I was going to say, but what is Bob like? I don't know. Huh. It's, exactly. Well, it's having a thousand changes in the first 12 games of the season. Uh, last thing I'll throw out there, we were having that chat with Bob at the meet and greet last week, and he was, he was, I mean, half in jest saying that Jemiah might see uh, six, six balls go past him against Mexico. So uh, yeah, that did not happen. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he means all shit, six shots, but that we can avoid making this uh, Jamaica chat. But it just that just popped in my mind that he mentioned six goals multiple times, and that that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, tomorrow night, eight o'clock start, not seven o'clock. Eight o'clock start, not on the CW. So you'll need to uh, find your buddy's ESPN Plus account and use that. Uh, no watch party per se. I'm sure if you go down, go down the Bulldog, they could probably pop it on for you. We are making plans for a watch party on Easter Eve. I think that's the, the 8th. So uh, that actually would be the, the next game because they were having an 11-day break with no game this weekend and already taking a 1-0 win against the Rhinos next Wednesday. So that could like, get us to an 11-day break. We'll be back at some point for another episode. We do have an interview, speaking of the Open Cup, that will come out next Wednesday that uh, will come out when the Hounds should have been playing. So we'll have that to look forward to. And outside of that, we'll figure something else out. But uh, Seth, any final words? Um. No. Nice, Ariana. <laughs> I'm I'm still in a blender over 
this roster changes, honestly. Thank you, E6. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm I'm gonna go uh yeah, there you go. I'm gonna go get on Izzy's whiteboard and uh draw out some lineups. Nice. Ariana. Um I'm looking forward to seeing I just saw this on the uh the Tulsa match preview. It is their pup pups at the pitch night. So there will be dogs on screen for all of the for, for the game every time they cut to the i'm sure they'll cut a lot to the dogs so uh i'm here for that and uh uh front office is it possible to uh do that at highmark uh, i would love to go to a soccer game uh and see dogs everywhere just pet all the dogs it only makes sense we are the river hounds it's all let, let in the hounds it also means there's, there's a, a non-zero chance that we get a dog ran onto the field mid-game. Facts. Which I'm Facts. always, always for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a hot week. It's been a hot week for streakers in the USL. Why not a dog? Now? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Good tie in there. Uh, if anyone has not yep. seen that, check. Just go on. Type in USL streaker. You'll you'll find what happened up in Detroit. The other day it was pretty. Do you anyone see? You, uh, he actually got arrested. It looked like there was some video from outside yeah. the stadium. And I love the fact that they were pissed because of how poor of the timing it was. <laughs> like he waited to like the eighty-second minute. Yeah, trying to do it, do it early. I'm not even yeah. sure if it was a Detroit person. There's someone trying to claim it was an indie person. I'm not buying it too much, but who knows. That when he did it, he ran straight to security when he was done. He didn't even try to evade. He just tried to. No, it was poor form. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he would. Yeah, uh, th- there's actually a Twitter. Someone did a breakdown of of the guys run through the field and and how bad. It, it, poor showing. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> we we had that guy come on the field like on an open cup game once. Try to get a selfie with a player. Didn't try to. He got a selfie. He, with Vargas, did, yeah. and then just went back to the stands and no one did a damn thing about it. Yep. <laughs> it, it reminds amazing. me of, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but and it's unrelated to soccer, but uh, Duquesne basketball, they had an Uber Eats, well, we find come to find out <laughs> oh, later, yeah. it is a prank, but we had an Uber Eats a delivery man just sort of walk onto the, the court at a, at a Duquesne basketball game. It was a prank. He was filming for youtube um did he get kicked out but he did not get kicked out um after it had happened we i caught him up in the like on the main level um talking to a security uh person so it it didn't feel like he got kicked out he probably just got shuffled off the court and we all moved on as every sports agency picked it up (laughs) yes i was gonna say that that made espn yeah yeah everything and the amount of people who texted me and were like, did you see this? And I was like, no, the bar I work at is at the other side of the court. So I did not, but <sighs> didn't even hear about it. It wasn't like it was talked about in the, in the stadium at the, at the point, you know? So, but from the outside, everyone jumped on it. Yeah. <laughs> this just further proves the point. If you can look convincing enough and have mm-hmm. enough confidence in what you're doing, you can do whatever you want to in this life. Yep. Just got to look like you belong. Mm-hmm. That's right. Total confidence. Fake it till you make it. Damn right. <laughs> we 
We'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. The Houndsy theme music was composed and performed by Rocket Men and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorek. Email the show at pghstewarmy at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. Assuming he, I'm assuming he still works there. Thank you to uh, all of them for listening. On behalf of Ariana and Seth, I'm Dan Yost. We'll be back again soon.